Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. Hello, this is Michael Petro from VOH Radio, and we want to thank you for your support and sending the revelation of Jesus Christ around the world. Because of your generosity, we're always receiving and hearing of incredible testimonies from our followers worldwide. Accounts of healing, impartations, restoration, even revivals in Pakistan, Australia, Europe, Canada, and the U.S. and more. For the month of May, we want to give our listeners a code for 10% off on our new 2021 Pentecost merchandise line. To use this code, visit us at voh.church backslash merch and click on the Pentecostal line and use the code FIRE2021. That code again is FIRE2021 to purchase today. The code will only be available till the end of May. We want to thank you for partnering with us at VOH Radio and reaching the nations. Blessings, and welcome to VOH Radio. I'm your host today, Mike Petro. As we are really in a season of a lot of things happening within uh, the world, it's interesting that for the most part, a lot of, uh, let's just say, religious people within the body of Christ are not seeing what God is intending for them to see just did a teaching this past week about people understanding that it's very important that when it's time for the return of Christ, that people are awake, that people are preparing, that people are getting ready. And the reality of that is, is that we are seeing this season of transition and change and where the Lord is getting his people ready for his return. Uh, Second Thessalonians, Paul talks about how that, you know, he's telling the church, he said, you're not asleep so that this should take you by surprise. And when he says that, he's telling the church, you're not veiled. You see what's going on. You see what's happening. You are preparing yourself for what the Lord wants from you. And then we read to the book of Revelations the book of Revelations, the apocalypse, is the apocalypse or the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what is this revelation? What is this understanding of Jesus that we must realize that if there's a revelation of Christ at the end of the age, then that must mean that the Lord wants to show us something or reveal something to us that has not been revealed to any other generation. It has to be. It just can't be like, oh, um, you know, I'm good to go because I prayed this prayer. When we see Revelations 1-1, it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things much, which must shortly take place. 
and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. So we have to understand that just because it says uh, for things that might shortly take place, people, there are denominations that want to believe or teach that the book of Revelations must have happened, you know, 2,000 years ago because things must shortly take place. But that is not the way revelation works. When revelation is unlocked, it it becomes like a, a countdown to a bomb. What happens is, is time, when, once the Lord reveals something to a generation, there is a countdown for that revelation to get ready for what's coming. So in God's mercy and his plan for us, what he does is he reveals something to us and then all of a sudden, that revelation becomes a manifestation. Every past move of God has been that way, where the Lord will begin to reveal something. Once that thing is revealed, then you'll begin to watch it come into fruition. And at that point, you have to be in the process of preparing yourself. So when we understand what this world, uh, what this word is really saying, what it's saying is every revelation becomes a manifestation or it begins to happen. And so what the Lord does is he begins to unveil to us this amazing process of his. You know, it is a literally, it's like a uh, a seed, amen. Um, Jesus, when preaching uh, to the disciples, you know, Jesus said the seed, hallelujah, was the word of God. So, what did that mean? That must have meant that like every other seed, the seed is the word, amen? So when we look at uh, this word for seed in um, Luke chapter eight, it says that a sower went forth to sow a seed and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and it was trodden underfoot. The birds of the, of the heavens devoured it. Other, that means that that's people that hear the word and just still do what they want to do. And others fell on rock, and as soon as it grew, it, with, it withered away because it had no moisture in it. And another fell amongst thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it out. According to Scripture, the thorns are the cares of this life, the things of the world. And others fell on good ground and grew a fourth uh, fruit a hundredfold. Amen. So... When we understand this parable, this mystery, Jesus calls it, and he says that unto you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable of the seed of the, uh, the seed is the word of God, and that, that's in Luke chapter 8, verse 11. We look at this word for seed in the Greek, it literally means to scatter seed, but it also, uh, this Greek word sparrow, speaks about the seed of a man. So this seed, that it, it's a seed that goes into the ground and obviously the seed of a man, that means that when the Lord gives us this seed, this, this DNA of his, just like a woman when she first gets pregnant, and she finds out that she's pregnant, there takes time for that seed that, that pierced the egg 
to turn from a seed into a child. But once that child fully comes forward, that child will have the DNA of both the mother and the father in it, meaning that the seed carries the genetics of the father. Growing up, you know, there was things that my father used to do and I would laugh, I'd get a chuckle out of him and I'd say, you know, I'll never do that. I'm sure many of you listening have said the same thing. Then as you get older, you start doing the things that your, your parents did. You just, it just comes naturally. Why? Because it's in the DNA. That DNA has the ability, there's already a genetic code that's there that is restructuring your way of thinking, the way your body looks, everything else that's in your body, sicknesses, diseases, good things, uh, uh, all that is in the DNA of that seed. It, it, you don't have to work at it. It just unpacks itself. But revelation is the same. When revelation comes, it's a seed. It's a word that comes to us. When that revelation first um, gets into us, like that seed, like that sperm, what happens is, is we either get pregnant with that understanding or we reject it, we abort that seed. And obviously, if we abort that seed, if we reject it, then we're not gonna give birth to anything. But if we receive that teaching, if we receive and understand what's being said, then eventually, in time, we are gonna give birth to what that DNA is in that seed. And the kingdom of heaven is operating on that level of understanding. The issue is, everywhere that I see it in scripture is a belief system. Now, I know a lot of people think, you know, well, I believe the word. Well, it goes more than just believing in the word. Jesus said, why do you say that you love me and you don't obey my commandments? Meaning, part of believing, part of love is believing his word and being obedient to it. But you don't hear very many people saying that because that's really not uh, uh, liked in the churches. So I got to hear the word and be obedient to it or really, I don't love the Lord. If he's telling me something and I'm doing something else, then am I really in love with him or am I in love with the idea of him? I just want all the benefits, but I don't want the commitment. You know what that's called, right? When somebody wants all the benefits of the marriage, but they don't want the commitment in the marriage, that's called a gold digger. That's one of those women that are just out looking for a sugar daddy, somebody that give them everything they want, but they don't really love that individual. They're not really in it for the relationship. They're just in it for the benefits of that. And I think we have a lot of gold diggers in the church right now. I think we have a lot of people within the body of Christ that just want the benefits, that they really, really don't want to pay the price to see what will happen for others, to, to transform their lives. Because I've watched over 25 years in ministry, I've watched the people that are changed and transformed and used by God are the ones that sell out. The ones that are serious, they might make mistakes along the way, but in reality, they're the sold out ones. They're not looking for God in their life. 
They're looking for God to be their life. They're, you know, they're not looking for, well, let me build my own little kingdom here and God, you take care of it and bless me and do all the things that I want. That's not the kingdom that God's, that Jesus is part of. He's part of just complete surrender to him. And it's a shame that we don't understand that. Part of the problem is not believing the word of God. And, and when we don't believe something, that falls into an area, one of either just disbelieving or not understanding. First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, Moses, uh, it, it's speaking about Moses. Paul is saying, therefore, uh, having such a hope, we use great boldness of speech and are not, and are not as Moses who put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were hardened. For until this day, at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remaineth. Meaning, when they read the Bible, when the Jews read the Bible, it has a veil over it. So if the scripture has a veil over it and they're not seeing it, what do they need? They need an apocalypse. The word apocalypse, revelation, means a destruction of the veil. So the whole book of Revelation is really to the church that doesn't see what the Lord is trying to do. Why? Because they have hard hearts. It's just like the people of Israel had hard hearts. They wanted the benefits of God, but they didn't want to pay the price. Because when you pay the price, the Lord's going to ask you to do things that normally you don't want to do. Many times in my life, the Lord has said, do this, do that. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make that heavy a commitment. He said, well, either do it or I'll find somebody else. And many times in life, that's what we do. We have been taught this, this weak theology within the body of Christ that somehow God is supposed to work our, around us and we don't have to work around and we don't have to do anything. And that's why we have the problems in this nation that we have right now. That's why kids are going to school today. When I grew up, uh, when I went to school, we all pledged allegiance to the flag. We pledged allegiance to the flag under the God of the Bible, not under anything other than God himself. God was talked about in our schools, but today you're not allowed to talk about the Lord. You're not allowed to talk about Jesus. What happened? How did we go from a law within the church or within the schools that you had to lift up the name of God, the God of the Bible, not the God of any other thing, the Quran, but the God of, of the New and Old Testament and his son, Jesus Christ, to a school system that you don't have to do that and you shouldn't do that because you might offend somebody. Well, that's where government comes in. That means there's a part of our government or maybe even both parts of our government that could care less about God and the church. But right now we're seeing a revival within government officials because now they're calling for God to be back in the schools, God to be back in the churches. Now they want a revival when it looks like we're on the verge of communism and socialism. Now they want God. But isn't that 
the way it always is? Isn't that the way it's been all through Scripture? That when all is lost, then we call upon the name of our Savior. When, when we get cancer or something happens to us, then after the doctor tells us there's nothing you can do, you have a few months to live, there's nothing that can be done. All of a sudden, then Jesus becomes the focus. Shouldn't it be that he's the first focus? Shouldn't it be that's the way he created to be? That he's the first one we call on? He's the first one we go to? And now we want him to fix our mess again. And I don't know if he's listening to this. But I do know one thing. His agenda is for a final move a final harvest of the nations. And according to my scripture and according to the early church's scripture, that that harvest would only be for a select few that sold out, that walked away from everything, that walked fully for the things of the kingdom of God and left all the cares of this world behind. That is the Bible. And it's a shame we don't know that. It's a shame we've diluted it to a Bible that if you give God money, He's going to bless you and keep you happy. That the more you give, the more you're going to get. We've diluted the Bible to thinking and saying that, well, if I give $100, the Lord's going to give me a hundredfold back because that's what the scripture says. So we're not really worried about what God thinks about us or our lives, but we just really want that investment on our money to come back to us. And as we're teaching stuff like this in the churches right now, our country is on the verge of collapse, economic collapse. I, I wonder how difficult that would be to see another, not a recession, but a depression. Something that's so bad that you wait in lines for hours and hours and hours just to get bread. I wonder if the things and the cares of this world will disappear away because really the only thing we'll be worrying about is we get a loaf of bread or even a piece of bread to eat that day for our families. Because if you study out the depression of the 1930s, it was that bad. And it will hit, and it will be worldwide when it does, if the Lord does not intervene. But still, we keep going on. Like the COVID should have been the first warning. You know, it was like Moses when he went to Pharaoh and the first plague was released. And after, you know, just walking through that plague for a season, you know, he said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And he never did nothing. He turned his back on, on what he said he would do. Asked Moses to intercede to God to stop the plague. And then went back to the same old day, same old. And not only did he go back, he made it worse. He punished the people or what God was doing. And it's almost like, as I'm looking at our government today, it's just that happening. It's almost like our government is punishing people just because they are seeking God. Just because they're hungry for God, it's almost like they're being punished for who they vote for. Uh, but you know what? It's another one of those things I see coming. When I see laws and rules being what made without asking the people of our country, what does that say? That means our government is so corrupt they could care less what you think 
They don't care what your vote is going to be because they're just going to lie to you come. You know, it, what amazes me, people laugh. And this is for all the you Democrats that are out there because I got to laugh at you. I really do. Because Donald Trump, when he was in office, that man fulfilled everything he said he was going to do. But you didn't like him because of his demeanor. You didn't like him because the way he handled himself or what he said. But he was a man of honesty. And everything that he said he would do, he did. We're 100 days in office, and Joe Biden hasn't done anything he said that he would do. As a matter of fact, he's done the complete opposite, meaning his whole campaign was based on lies. But maybe those of you that are Democrats out there can't see it because the Lord's given you a leader after your own heart. Maybe you're just living in the lie with the attitudes and, and, and uh, you know, give me something when your life is supposed to be the life of Christ. It's supposed to be his life. Not what you want, but what God wants. That's where we're at today in the church. But you know what? That's fine. That's all right. The Lord has a way all down through the generations of getting his people's attentions. Because he's, you know, over and over in the scripture, he said, if you're not going to follow me, if you're not going to follow my word, if you're not going to follow my law, I'll turn you over to your enemies. Hmm. Did you know during our elections that China was preparing for war with us? Did you know that they basically were saying, because we're so so invested in the United States with our money and our currencies and, and everything else, that if the current if the United States doesn't give us everything we want, we're just going to attack the United States. Did you know that? No, I, I don't think you did because because if you're listening to CNN or MSNBC or any of those other liars that are out there, you would be believing the 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 messenger, the the gospel of the enemy. But see, when when you stand in front of people every week, and you're giving you know, testimony to what you believe and what you see the Lord doing. You have to search out that truth. But, you know, hey, I guess when you're not even considering souls, when you haven't even won a soul in years or months, you haven't even talked to anybody about Jesus, maybe you're not really even a Christian. When you have no desire to tell somebody about this person you're supposed to love so much, yeah, you love him when he gives you stuff, but how about when he expects you to do stuff for the kingdom? Maybe there's a problem. Maybe when Paul said, make sure the light in you is in darkness, maybe that's the problem. I was listening to the testimony of a lady that used to be a Democrat. And the Lord spoke to her. He said, I want you to watch the Democratic Convention. And as she watched it, she began to get nauseated because she was realizing that all the policies, that everything that was out there she was pushing for the abortion of children, for, for everything other than biblical, biblical principles, moral principles. We're pushing for homosexuality. We're pushing for transgender things. We're pushing for all these things, abortion. But we don't really care about godly principles. When Joe Biden stands up and says, well, if the Bible goes against what what the government should believe, then I can't follow the Bible. Yet he calls himself a good Catholic. That's got to be one. Of, I mean, that should be an April 1st day thing for him. Like, it's that big of a joke. 
even even the bishops are saying he's not a Catholic even in standing. But we put up with those things. We say those things. One thing comes out of our mouth, and our life says something else. Because why? Because we are not committed to the plan of God. I Meaning we love that he gave his life for us, but us giving our life for him, that's just a little bit too much. That's just a little bit too much. And that's why we don't win souls anymore. Isn't it amazing for those of you that are Democrats out there? Right now, the Republicans are pushing revival. Or at least I'm talking to the Democratic Christians. The Republicans are pushing revival. They're saying we need a revival. We need Jesus back in the church. We need Jesus back in our schools. We need Jesus back in our government. Isn't that amazing? And the Democrats are saying, no, let's just tear it all down. Can you really say you're a Christian to be a Democrat? I mean, something doesn't seem right. You know, if I say I love Coca-Cola, but I keep drinking Sprite, something's wrong. If I confess one thing, but my action is something else, there must be a veil. There must be a different seed in me, a different DNA that is not the DNA of Jesus. Because if it was Jesus' DNA, if it was the DNA of God, we would be living a different lifestyle because it would just be in our DNA. It would just be in us to see it. But I guess that veil is always in the way. That veil that says, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. That's why Paul said, if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those that are perishing. Meaning, I can't really see what's going on. I'm, I'm asleep, Jesus said, to the day of the Lord. While others are awake, I'm asleep. While others are buying oil to get ready, I'm asleep. I'm not buying the oil. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just doing me. And you know what? That's, that's the problem we have in our country right now. We have too many people doing them. Maybe that's all getting ready to be stripped away. Because if you really watched any other news of what's going on other than the, the garbage that's on our national networks, how that they're literally beating people up in Canada, yeah. Go, go, go find it. Go watch it. The police are, are intimidating. They become like the Gestapo. In Canada, that wonderful socialist nation under an imbecile. I'm Mike Petro, and this is VOH Radio. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.